for the majority of the situation, most long-term care is still provided in the home, believe it or not, okay, uh, by a family member. Wow. And so that really puts a lot of burden on families. And so we're seeing a lot of challenges with caregiver burnout uh, and just the burden of care in America is growing and it's real. Okay. Uh, it's, and so, you know, the average caregiver will provide 22 hours of care to their loved Hey, this is Matt Helton with One Trust Home Loans, and you found the Serving Senior Podcast. And this is the podcast where we highlight those professionals and businesses that are serving seniors at a high level, helping those seniors not just get by, not just survive, but thrive in retirement. And we have an awesome, awesome guest today that helps seniors thrive in those golden years. Uh, we have Miss Debbie Miller with Senior helpers. She has a fantastic business that helps seniors. Debbie, how are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you, Matt. Good to be with you here today. Yeah. Thank you for spending some time with us. We know you're busy, so I appreciate you allocating this time. How's life treating you lately? Life is good. Good. That's what I like to hear. Well, Debbie, um, some people that watch this may know you, some may not. So maybe give us a little background, you know, where you're from, what you did in the past, and how did you get into this awesome industry of helping seniors? Sure. Well, as Matt said, my name is Debbie Miller, and I am the owner of Senior Helpers. I actually have a partner in the business as well, and his name is Stephen Ferrari. And I started the business in 2008 with 10 caregivers, and we now have well over 500 caregivers oh across gosh. the Middle Tennessee area. So okay. if there's anything that speaks to the growing need for senior care, I think that's uh, that says it all. Wow. Um, I actually am originally from Canada and okay. uh, have been in Don't the U.S. Know? Yes, good to know. It's since uh, I've been here since 2004, been in the Franklin, live in the Franklin area since 2008 okay. when I started the business. So Tennessee is home. I love it here. Can never go back to the cold. That's for sure. Um, oh, that's awesome. That's really what part of Canada? I'm from the Toronto area, Toronto, Ontario. Okay, got it. You ever go back? Oh, yes. A lot of my family is still there. So I go there I, at least a couple of times. Never okay. in the winter, though. Never in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a word, a word of advice if we're from the South? Don't, never, don't never. I, I mean, unless you're really into skiing and uh, okay. you'd like to see a winter fest in, uh, in Quebec City or something really, you know, very, you go intentionally for um, all that winter has to offer. Uh, okay. It's definitely a great place if you're a skier and things like that. But Gotcha. That's awesome. Well, maybe Debbie, share with us what what have you done in the past? Maybe in some of your what are your superpowers, and then how do those help you? How would you end up in the senior uh, <laughs> senior industry? Marketing's probably my superpower. Okay. I've been doing it a long time. Got it. I worked, grew up in corporate Canada and uh, worked for big pharma. Uh, okay. So launched some pretty major brands uh, and. Um, you would, uh, in a lot of uh, other um, types of um, products, worked with many, many different sales reps, giving them the tools and the um, information that they needed to call on doctors. And so I actually used that same methodology uh, around influencing the influencer uh, 
for my home care business. So when I first started the business, I was out there pounding the pavement myself for the first two years mm. and then brought on my first marketer, Amy Walter, who is still with me today. Oh, she's, she's awesome. A, yep. Yep. She's an amazing uh, social worker, licensed master social worker. She's been with me for 13 years. Okay. Um, I have uh, Chelsea Fancher, who's also a social mm. worker and covers the uh, Rutherford and Williamson County areas. Okay. And She's then great. I yep. also have uh, Cindy Weissman, who is a care manager also. Oh, that's awesome. So, Cindy's so I've got fantastic. a great team. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. Well, now, and then maybe fill us in since you've, you've been, you know, we're working on your second decade in the uh, senior care and senior world. Maybe share with us what you're seeing out there, some of the challenges and what's changed since you first got into this. Yes. Well, obviously we've got an aging population and the need is definitely growing there is a real movement toward aging in place. And especially mm -hmm. since the pandemic, I think people are just more focused on receiving services in their home. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, if you think about the very famous AARP survey, where you see the statistics that it says nine out of 10 seniors want to age in place, wherever that is, um, might be in an assisted living facility, it might be an independent living uh, or in their in a home where wherever home is, um, they want to stay there. And as a matter of fact, I think the one of the questions that they ask in that survey uh, shows that eighty three percent of people expect that where they're living now will be the last place that they that they live. So their their thought is, I want to stay put. Mm. And so the question though is, and the reality is, seventy percent of seniors are going to need some assistance at some point in their life. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, and then, so now the question is, are, where am I going to get the services and who's going to provide them? For the majority of the situation, most long-term care is still provided in the home, believe it or not, okay, uh, by a family member. Wow. And so that really puts a lot of burden on families. And so we're seeing a lot of challenges with caregiver burnout, uh, and just the burden of care in America is growing and it's real. Okay. Uh, it's, and so, you know, the average caregiver will provide 22 hours of care to their loved one. Oh, and when you say caregiver burnout, that's a family member acting yes. as a caregiver, correct? Okay. Yes, yes. So it's really important for them to know that there are other services out there like uh, senior helpers, home care, uh, to lighten the load a little bit. Um 25% of caregivers provide more than 44 hours a week of care. So mm. when you think about 70% of caregivers are still working. So that is really, really stressful. And so there are all these health issues now that are coming from, you know, that are, that are, that are plaguing our primary caregivers, these family caregivers. So that's, that's definitely something that needs to be addressed. And certainly healthcare professionals, I think need to take a more active role in identifying caregiver burnout and providing resources and referrals to those family members who are doing their absolute best, but you know, they're only human, mm -hmm. no training, you know, no, you know, they didn't you know, actually, it, it was just a, a responsibility that they took on mm -hmm. uh, for the love of their family member, but without the resources that they really need. So yep. Uh, I think that there's a lot that we can do in the community to help um, with, you know, just throwing a lifeline to these family caregivers. Mm. And then the other big thing that we're 
seeing is the increase in the number of hospitalizations and readmissions to hospitals. Okay. And there has been a ton of emphasis put on this. Um, you've got payer sources, you've got CMS, our the biggest healthcare payer in the in the country, uh, and insurance companies and healthcare organizations all focusing on trying to reduce this number, and yet hospitalizations and readmissions continues to climb. Mm. And you've got, again, aging population, and you've got a lot of these folks have chronic conditions. Wow. So most, most seniors have at least two conditions. 25% of seniors have four or more chronic conditions. So that really complicates the situation. So we've got a, um, you know, a real issue with, with the number of folks that end up in the hospital and you see this pattern of right. hospital rehab, home repeat, hospital mm -hmm. rehab, home repeat. Um, the, the, the readmission rates are just off the charts. It's, I think if you just look at ER visits, there are 29 million ER visits among that age group at 65 plus. That's a huge, yeah, that's a huge number. Holy cow. How, uh, Debbie, maybe you can explain how does the in-home care maybe in general, um, how does that help? And then dive into how senior helpers kind of does it maybe differently or does a great job at helping aid those seniors. Yes. I, it's, it's a great question because, um, you know, there's a lot of emphasis put on this and yet nobody has been able to figure this out. Mm. What I see is the, is part of the problem is that when folks say end up in the hospital, um, they go to the hospital, the hospital and the staff are great at dealing with the acuity. For example, it might be a broken hip, let's say, and then they are transferred to the rehab center and the rehab center does a great job of bringing them back to a certain level of mobility and then they transition home. The problem is no one is looking at the root cause of that, that um, the broken hip. What was it? Was it a fall? Well, what caused the fall? Hmm. Was it that um, the, the house is cluttered? Was it that this patient isn't taking their medications correctly? And so they're, they're not taking their blood pressure medication and now they're dizzy. Now they're going into the shower and they fall. So no one's really looking at the, those social determinants of health that are really at the core of a lot of the issues. Uh, statistically, something like 76% of readmissions are actually preventable, but no one's looking at that, that court, that, you know, what, what it was. And so I'm really excited about a tool that we have, uh, that we use here at Senior Helpers. And it is a proprietary tool uh, that has been licensed to uh, the Senior Helpers Corporate Corporation. And so it is a tool called the Life Profile. And so for the first time, we're able to assess a person and score them on the probability of a hospitalization. Mm -hmm. And so we actually get, have this score. And But what's even better is it really helps us to hone in on those key outcomes that need to be satisfied to enable a person to age successfully at home. Okay. And so this uh, tool uh, came as a result of um, following 75,000 seniors over a 20 year period. And they just kept fine tuning it. It was through uh, 250 collaborations with many different uh, healthcare um, organizations. 
And so they got it to this point of it being this amazing tool. So we basically use this, it's, we've got an, um, an app version of it. So when we go into home, we're looking at 250 factors that um, need to be considered. And then we are able to really provide an extensive list of and, and uh, highlight where this person is vulnerable. What is the issue? to really get at and reduce those numbers of, um, of hospitalizations. And so that's our starting point. Wow. When we go in and we meet somebody, we do this assessment, we're helping the family and the, the person determine what needs to be done for them to be more successful. And then of course, building the, the care that's needed, making mm -hmm. recommendations around home modifications. It might be making recommendations around durable medical equipment, uh, and those kinds of things so that we can set them up for success. Right. And uh, so it's, uh, it's great. We've got, you know, just some, some amazing feedback on, uh, on this, this tool that has helped so many seniors. Now we've been using it. We're into our better third year with the tool. Okay. So it really is what sets us apart and is kind of like the, the secret sauce that we have. That's so cool. That's one of the things I've always respected about you is I can tell you're, quote unquote, student of the game, you know, as far as you don't just roll out of bed and, and get going, you study and you learn and then you put it in practice, you know, so that's awesome that you do that. And it's all, a lot of people do that, Debbie, to make more sales, but I can tell that you do that because you want to help more people. So pretty awesome. That's, Keep up the good work. That's right. It really can help equip a family with a plan. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's part of the problem, right? They, they find themselves in a crisis and don't know the first step to take. So it really helps them navigate. And of course, with our, our care managers who come on site, do the assessment, guide them, um, we can really give them that support that they need uh, that you know they haven't been prepared for because they're just trying to figure this out. So mm. they don't know what they don't know. And that that's what we really do. That is, is, that is so cool. When I, there's probably two sides and maybe you could give an example of um, how you guys would work with someone to make sure they don't end up in that situation, you know, where the family thinks they could be um, a candidate for a fall to get injured to keep them out of the hospital. But then maybe if you have an example where someone had a fall, had a situation and, and they went home and how you guys were able to work with them in that situation to make sure they don't go back. Yeah. The earlier that we get involved, the better. Okay. Um, so of course that is our, uh, that's the uh, nirvana that we're all looking for is getting in early, you know, doing a baseline and making the recommendations. Unfortunately, we, we too often get the crisis call. So it's something's already happened, but at least we mm -hmm. can prevent that from happening. But we actually have, I have a case that I could think of right now where, um, we received a referral from, a senior pastor at a church that we work with and she was concerned about a couple okay. and I actually myself did the assessment and we when I did that I did I realized that um, and this was a situation where husband was really counting on the wife to take care of him and even though the family was kind of concerned about mom it he was just he was sort of a little demanding and um, a typical, up, typical man, we'll, yes. we'll throw out typical man. Keep going. Keep, My wife man. will take care of me. Uh -huh. yeah. As it turns out, his wife was uh, dealing with some cognitive impairment. Oh. And so when I had her walk me through their med their medicine system, it was really lacking. I mean, it was 
all over. She didn't, I asked her, well, what, what medications did you take today? What medications did your husband take? She couldn't tell me. So we were able to get um, where we, we partner with a, um, a provider that does prepackaged medications. So nice. that just nobody has to, I mean, there were literally medications all over the kitchen. Um, so she didn't have that under control. Um, she was doing way too much for her husband and putting herself at risk. So we were able to just put some great systems in place, uh, provide some coordinated care for her. Uh, and, uh, it, it just made all the difference in the world. So, um, mm. it, you know, just to, as an example of, um, of, of what we can do. And the other thing is sometimes it's really hard for families to speak up and you know in the with in this particular case this father was the the guy that's been in control of everything in the family and he's been that rock and so it's hard for the son who had some concerns about the, the you know the, the the position that mom was in and also concerns about whether she could you know really manage all of this having a third party perspective an objective perspective to come in and talk uh, to the, say the parents where the children are having a hard time administering the tough love that's necessary mm -hmm. can be very, very helpful. And that's part of what we've built into our process and why I love having social workers doing the, the assessments. They're very accustomed to dealing with the family dynamics that we often see and really can help get the family on the same page and uh, help persuade the the folks that are reluctant to to get help to you know really help them to see that this is going to be better for everyone. Mm. Yep, that completely makes sense. Um, Debbie, maybe you could uh, share a little bit more about the specific tasks you guys do. I believe that there could be some misconceptions about in-home care. They may think you guys are coming in giving shots and doing these type of things, but maybe some of the basic things that you do as well uh, just as far as even just helping around the house all the way up to the pre-medical would be good to share. Yes. And we can help with something as simple as companionship. So somebody that's just wanting or needing some maybe um, cognitive impairment or dementia, physically, they're able to, you know, do a lot for themselves, but need the cueing. Um, Dementia is definitely our specialty. We do a lot of work with with dementia folks. Do a lot of education, so it's kind of my my special passion. Um, but you know, we can help with companionship right through to um, full personal care. If someone is bed bound, maybe on hospice care, we work alongside hospice. We'll work alongside home health, where home health is doing more the medical related duties, uh, such as. Um, wound care, um, occupational therapy, physical therapy, nursing care. We provide more of the, of the assistance with the activities of daily living and the instrumental activities of daily living. So things okay. around the house, meal preparation. Um, so all of those from simple companionship to very hands-on personal care from, you know, a few hours a day to 24 hours a day Okay. from, you know, one day, one day, whenever to 24 seven. So, and everything in between. So it's typically what, you know, if, if a fa family member was able to provide assistance, what they would be doing is what we can take care of. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
that was some great examples. Now, and some people may be thinking, well, that sounds great, but my mom, my dad, they don't have long-term care insurance and that sounds expensive. Everything that you just mentioned. So another thing I really love about you, Debbie, and what you do is that you figure out how people can afford this and how they can pay for it. Uh, so maybe share some some ways on that and how you guys can work some quote unquote magic to help people out. Right. I mean, it's probably the biggest obstacle that we face uh, in our business. And then as a, a, a senior themselves, um, getting the care that they really need is, you know, cost is, is gets in the way for a lot of folks. So we really try to help our uh, clients tap into every reason, every source, payer source possible. Um, that includes working with you, Matt, um, if, uh, if, you know, un, um, uh, in tapping into equity in their home and using their home to stay home is, is mm -hmm. a great option. If they have long-term care insurance, we actually have a long-term care advocate that is uh, employed by me who works with families mm -hmm. to help them get through that long-term care insurance process to ensure that they don't get denied and, and delayed. So we um, we actually do a free, what we call a verification of benefits call with okay. the home, with the um, insurance company so that they don't get bogged down in all the red tape. Uh, and so we've got, there's, we've every, any month we're probably working with five different people to help them on that level. We'll also uh, work with veterans and help them tap into any benefits that they may be eligible for, um, whether they're service connected or not. If they've yeah. served during wartime, we've got a benefit there that could that we could tap into. Uh, we also um, are a Medicaid provider, so if somebody is on Medicaid, we have a process to help them um, get get some services through the Choices program. It's a ten care um pro, uh, care um, program and then also medicare um advantage plans a lot more advantage plans are coming on online so um so there are a lot of things that we can really help uh, direct them to help them through uh and uh so we'll we won't leave any stone unturned that's for sure mm, that's great yeah it's uh you know when when you're looking at those options um, when I hear you guys talk about it, it's never about revenue or this or that. It's always about, hey, they need more care. How can we figure out how to get them more care? You know, it's all about just coming from the right spot and just trying to help them out. So that's awesome. That is so cool. And I think you mentioned what we do, but that's where we look at it. We teach people, a lot of people, sometimes they have more equity than they have assets or more equity than cash, or maybe they have quite a bit of assets. The challenge is they're all uh, pre-tax. So every money they pull out of their IRA is, is they got to pay Uncle Sam. So what we do is teach them how to ethically uh, and how to efficiently use some of their home equity, as you so eloquently said, use their house to stay in their house. And then they don't have to pull from their portfolio. They don't have to pull all their cash. They can use their house. They still leave equity in there that they're going to get more equity whenever they sell the house. But it just makes sense. If you want to stay in your house, why not use your house to help you do that? So we love helping you with those type of situations. Yep. Great option. Yeah, that's great. Well, maybe you could share with us, you mentioned a few different resources that you work through, whether it's the VA and home equity, those type of things, but any other resources that you recommend to people? I know I heard, um, Michelle, you talked about dementia 
um, Miss Cheryl Blanchard from Alzheimer's Tennessee. You guys have done seminars about those type of thing, cognitive issues in the past, but any other resources that you recommend people check out if they're having any challenges with their self or their family member? Yes. Well, actually I was the speaker at this year's Alls Tennessee uh, conference uh, that was uh, caring and coping. So that was great to work with Cheryl on that. Uh, we do a lot of dementia training in the communities. You can always check out um, our or or you know contact our office and get added to our uh, database. We okay. uh, we definitely promote all of our programs. These are typically open to families. We work with a lot of communities who will open up their community and allow folks to come in. I'll, I'll do the training. We do virtual dementia tours. So if you um, just give us a call at 615-591-7007 and let us know that you want to be added to our, our, um, what we call blog blast. Uh, You will be notified of any of those events coming up. I mean, we literally have something going on almost every week or every two weeks. So there's usually something that you can connect with. Um, We do, we're very proud at Senior Helpers to have the Senior Gems program, which was created and designed by Tipa Snow. Uh, She is who taught me everything that I know and uh, then, you know, built built on that through experiences within my own company and serving by, by now, gosh, I can't even imagine the number of folks that we've trained, thousands and thousands of Mm. folks. Um, both professional and family caregivers. I have such mm-hmm. a heart for family caregivers because they get a diagnosis, but don't get any training, don't get any information. And they just sort of try to do their best and work mm-hmm. through it. And so, so often they'll come to the training and say, oh my goodness, where were you two years ago or three years ago? And I always say, well, you know, now, so now teach it forward, teach somebody awesome. else that doesn't know. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, whatever we can do to support families, um, and certainly folks with dementia, they, this doesn't just affect the person it affects everybody involved. Sure. And, um, and we're going to see more and more as time goes on with our aging population. So we want to create as, as much as we can, a dementia friendly community. I'm very proud to be working with a lot of churches across the middle Tennessee okay. area. And, uh, so we do a lot of work with churches as well, helping them educate their congregation um, on the things that they can be doing as a community to support their um, congregates with uh, dementia and the families. That's so awesome. That's all. I, I just had this thought, but it's it's almost like when we're younger, we have we have children and we get to take care of our kids. We really don't know what we're doing, right? We're making it up as we go, but at least we're young and we have energy. <laughs> yeah. uh, the challenge with what we're dealing with when we're when we're care when caregivers are dropped on in our lap, right? We're 50, 60 years old. A lot of times these people are, and they're having to care for their parents. And besides not knowing what they're doing, they don't have the energy, they don't have the stamina they had. So it's like a double whammy. So it's so cool when you guys are able to step in, even if it's a day or two a week, and let those people rest and rejuvenate, regenerate, and then go back and help help their mom and dad. So that's it. Self-care is really important because yep. this person is relying on them yeah. and they've got to take care of themselves and they're notoriously bad at taking care of themselves. I'm so, sure. yeah, but getting as, getting as much education as possible and getting that respite relief is, is really important. Mm, as well. Yeah. 
That's great. Well, Debbie, maybe as we're wrapping up here, if you can share, you shared earlier, if you want to reiterate, how's the best way for people to get in touch with you? And also to where do you serve? If someone's listening to this, what areas do you serve in Tennessee, as well as what's a good referral source for you? So maybe someone's listening and they're not the, they don't have aging parents, so they may not fit them, but maybe they know a financial advisor, maybe they know an insurance person. Is there any type of people that this would be good to share with as well? Everyone knows someone who is worried about an aging loved one, whether it's their aunt or mother. I mean, it's that prevalent. So um, I don't, I can't remember when the last time I said, told somebody what I did and they didn't say, oh, I know so-and-so my, she's just had to, you know, mm. miss a week's work because she's taking care of her mom or she, her mom's back in rehab. And so we all know someone. Um, when you are hairdressers, oh my goodness, they, you know, doctors off, everybody knows somebody that's dealing with this, um, throw them a lifeline, tell them about senior helpers, tell them about the life profile that can really help them navigate this. And, um, our number again, 615-591-7007. Um, and if you are somebody like that's a professional that would, it would be interested in getting some training for your organization, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, so just call that same number and let us know what we can do to help you. That's so great. And what parts of uh, Tennessee do you work in? Pretty much middle Tennessee. I mean, we, we, we pretty much covered probably easier for me to say that. And, and, uh, you know, we, we've, we've got, we've got 550 caregivers. Okay. over the middle Tennessee area. So, um, I mean, most of our concentration is in the big cities, Hendersonville, Gallatin, Murfreesboro, um, Nashville, Franklin. Uh, but we certainly cover the surrounding areas as well. Okay. So has your caregivers have gas and will travel? Sounds like you can, <laughs> I like you can that. find someone, I like that, Matt. you can I'm find somebody that. to help them. All right. That sounds awesome, Debbie. Well, I uh, just want to let you know how much we appreciate you spending this time with us, Debbie, because we know that there's a lot of things you could do with your time and appreciate you spending with us. And you've built an awesome team and an awesome company to serve these seniors at such a high level. So we uh, love your heart for serving and so glad to spend some time with you today. Thank you, Matt. It's my pleasure. I appreciate the time too. Yep. You're so welcome. And thanks again for watching the Serving Senior Podcast, the podcast where we highlight those professionals serving seniors to help them thrive in their retirement. Thanks again for watching. Have a great, great day. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Matt Helton with One Trust Home Loans, home of Retirement Mortgage Solutions. And we really do appreciate you checking out the Serving Seniors podcast today. Now, please go to the description down in the body uh, of the podcast where you can subscribe to get future shows. Please click that notification button so you get notified when other shows drop. And also, if you can go to servingseniorspodcast.com, and we'd love to hear a comment about our show. We have a heart to serve seniors, and we have a heart to make sure seniors don't just survive retirement, don't just get by in retirement. We want to show seniors how to thrive in retirement. So if you know of anyone that's 55 and older that could use some extra cash flow, maybe the retirement's not going the way that they like. Our retirement mortgage solutions are designed for folks, depending on the state, they're either 55 or 62 
and older to make sure that they have that kind of retirement that they want. As long as they own a home and they're in a good equity position, there could be some solutions that they may not have thought about, or maybe they thought of and they just didn't know how they work. That's what we do. So anyone in that age group that could use some mortgage advice, my team and I would love to be able to help them. Thanks again and look forward to seeing you on the next show. Have a great day.